you wanna walk in my shoes, you better pay attention. So go head down low, strap your headphones and listen. When you're not making moves, you're out of mind and out of sight. But when you start making noise, you better get your mind right. Get your mind right, 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 get your mind right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is up, good people? And welcome back to the Bars and Beats podcast. Oh, man, I am so glad to be able to be back on this microphone. Um, Man, I don't know about y'all, but that intro gets me hyped. That's a track that I did, man, back in 2013. Man, it's crazy how when you do certain things sometimes that you never know how you're going to end up using it. And to me, that song is so relevant for this era that I am in in my life in terms of focus, motivation, grinding, hustling, and all that good stuff. So anyway, that's a little tangent, but every time I hear that intro, I just get hyped and you don't see me, but I'm like dancing and head bobbing, spitting the bars and all that good stuff. So, all right, we back to it. Um, first of all, first and foremost, I want to apologize. I know it's been like two weeks off. I had gotten a lot of people used to that regular scheduled program, but man, this is, uh, October is usually busy for me in terms of DJ season. So I've been traveling a lot, doing a lot of weddings and parties, training clients, um, and all that good stuff. So it's just been keeping me busy to the point where I hadn't even had a chance to sit down in front of the microphone, more or less even do a whole podcast episode had a few interviews lined up that i had to postpone so you'll be getting some great content coming up for future episodes so anyway we're back to it and on that note i want to also say a big thank you because i had a lot of people text me within those two weeks saying like hey man what's up where's the podcast i mean uh and i looked at it's like two ways one it's a huge uh, sense of motivation from an accountability standpoint because I got a lot of people that checks for this. They they subscribe to it and they say like, hey, if I don't see a podcast coming, let me hit LaVar up just to say, what's going on, man? Make, make sure you hadn't fallen off. This is a big part of something I look forward to every week. So I, you know, I appreciate it from that standpoint. And also say that, hey, I, I guess y'all appreciate hearing what I got to say. You know, sometimes... Again, going back from my standpoint, I had to think of good things that I want to bring to you all and make sure it's, it's meaningful and has some kind of value and some good nutrition and good food for for the soul. And, you know, hopefully it's working and hopefully as this podcast continues to grow and more episodes, more people will still be on the lookout for it from week to week. Um, so that being said, I, I've been during that time frame, you know, with working out with people and just having general conversations I've been getting a lot of different questions being asked to me, whether it's from you know, nutrition questions, uh, fitness questions, questions about me in particular, because a lot of people um, just kind of give you a little feedback on currently what I do. I, I uh, coach at a, a nine round, um, which is a you know class group style training gym um, where, you know, we have several people come in and out. I started back there in February. And the reason why I say back is because I was there for a year and a half, left for approximately a year, and then came back in February um, to train. And over that point, I was 235, 240. And then from that, I've dropped to where I am at 20. I come in in between 202 and 205, depending on what my nutritionist looked like and how much water I'm holding. But anyway, point being, a lot of people over during over that time frame, they saw that transition, they saw that transformation. They asked me a lot of things about 
what it is that I've done from, you know, again, nutrition to workout style to, you know, which it's going to take a lot more than just one episode to cover what all I've done. But I guess the big thing I want to touch on today, I'm going to give my top three things that I feel like helped me get hit the reset button to get reacclimated to the gym and motivated. And the reason why I say reacclimated is because you you can go in the gym and go through the motions. Even at my heaviest when I was 250, I never stopped lifting. I never stopped doing cardio. My nutrition was just garbage. It's just trash. But I never stopped working out. But that being said, I was still at my heaviest weight and I still felt the worst that I ever felt. And and what's interesting about that, it, you have some pros, you know, if you if you look at it from a bodybuilding standpoint, that's where you can use as the quote unquote bulking phase but then if you look at it from an overall health standpoint are you being uh, self-aware enough to admit that you really are not feeling it you really don't feel well you hurt you ache um you're doing things like you used to when you were you know at this point i'm 35 i'm doing things like i was when i was a young naive 20 year old reading magazines and searching the internet trying to find my favorite athletes or celebrities workout routine and just going in trying to crush it yeah i saw good results and good gains but at that point when your body is new to something uh you almost always see that kind of progress what happens is once you start to cross over that 30 threshold and not saying that 30 is old but your body matures um once you get 40 your body matures and 50 and 60 and so forth and what I feel happens is a lot of times you still try to do things without evolving and adapting. Everything has to evolve and everything has to adapt. And the reason why you get injured or you feel bad or and unhealthy or uh, fatigued and things like that happens because you're still trying to do the same style of training that you did when you were at a younger age. And so many different things were in line to be able to handle that that type of workload or or that style of workload, I should say. So with that being said, today what I'm going to do is give you my top three things. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, one, only one of them may be actually fitness related. For me, the big thing was motivation. I felt like I was just going through the motions. And, and I'm going to have a later episode about motivation and something that I've learned about the motivational aspect. So I don't mean motivation to say like, oh, I'm just not motivated to go into the gym today. I don't, I don't know. I need something to motivate me to go. No, I enjoy working out. My motivation was to say that I cared enough to not look the way I look. That's, you know, and and I know that may not make sense. A lot of people go in the gym and they only work out to look the way I look, look to how they have a certain look that they want to achieve. I was at a point where it was like, nah, I'm I'm good. I need that workout. Like, I enjoy going in the gym to work out. What am I going to do that keeps me motivated to say I all right, I I don't want to eat pizza tonight. I don't want to eat fried chicken tonight. I don't want to eat tacos tonight. You know, things like that. I'm going to eat this grilled chicken. I'm going to eat this. That was my biggest thing. Um, So I had to find things to make me understand to lead to where I am now. Now, granted, I am a, per, a personal trainer, you know, but it's oftentimes one of those things where it's easy to tell somebody how to do something and harder to take your own advice. You know what I mean? So that that's something that really I struggled with because I felt like, man, I can help other people get results. But what is it that I'm doing or I'm having a hard time to do uh, for myself that's making it so tough for me to be able to get in a condition to say, like, hey, I'm ready to get back to it. So I will say this. 
kind of sidebar, the first thing that really got me inspired is going back to train people in that class format because I know I had people on me, like multiple people at a time on me watching me. And it just hit me to say, I can't, I can't continue to tell people how to live, how to give advice. And and the one thing you can do is to be your own bulletin board. If people see you are making progress, they're going to trust that like, hey, man, I just watched this guy lose 30, 40 pounds in front of my own eyes. He must know what he's talking about. He must know what he's doing. Let me seek this person's advice out to help me out. So that was the one thing that kind of sparked it. The biggest thing was just to say like, hey, man, I got to practice what I preach. And that that put me back in a position to say like, okay, it's game time. Let's go. Now from there, what really motivated me to get back on track to say like, all right, this is who I am. This is the direction I want to get on. And this is how I do it. All right. So I have the top three things. Um, number one was focusing and prioritizing mobility work. What I mean by mobility work, um, not flexibility, you know, stretching is important and everything like that. But the proper way to truly warm the body up. I was in a position where I, because I was carrying around so much weight on my feet a lot. You know, when I DJ, I'm on my feet for hours at a time. When I train, I'm on my feet for hours at a time. I at one point had a job where I was just always constantly walking the city um, and had, a, a, I was on my feet a lot. And, and from there, like I just had a lot of breakdown and I felt like my knees would ache, my back would ache, my joints would ache, my hips was would ache, shoulders, to the point to where even at night I would lay in bed uh, and I would just, my shoulders would ache. And the one thing I realized I wasn't doing is I wasn't priming my body enough to really move. So here, imagine this. Imagine you were already aching. Now, granted, I'm in my mid-30s, but I felt like I was complaining like a person who's in their 50s with just movement in general, because what I would do again, going back to my twenties, I would be able to do like most 20 year old men do. Or once you start to be able to squat 315, deadlift, bench press, all this heavy weight, and you wouldn't get in there and warm up. You know, I would do the little arm swings, roll my shoulders back, warm up with 135 on the bench press, and then just load that bar up, right? You in your mid thirties, joints start aching and everything. You're still doing that same type of routine. And then you wonder like, oh, man, I got the set. But why am I hurting like from a joint standpoint? That doesn't feel right. So I've been doing a lot of research and everything is going to go in sequence to make sense. It's going to tie together um, with the top three things. But I've been doing a lot of research and listening to some of my my favorite uh, strength coaches and personal trainers and mobility was the one thing, especially because they're in their 40s and and. Uh, late 30s, 40s, and they've gone through where I am. So that was a positive thing to let me know, like, oh, it's professional people out here that's talking on the things that I'm dealing with right now. So let me research and and implement some of these things. So I start off with doing a a great priming session before I do any type of strength work. Um, I make sure my body is fully warmed up. I don't, you know, sometimes it can take five minutes. Sometimes it can take like 15 minutes, obviously depending on how much time I have in the day, but I always make sure my body and my, my warm up and my mobility routine is adequate for the type of training that I'm about to do for the day. So if it's cardio, if it's, uh, you know, kickboxing, if it's, you know, strength training, uh, weightlifting, I warm and prime my body up and focus on that mobility because that has helped me tremendously. Also with that, I've thrown in um, chiropractic care, 
uh, I get adjusted on a weekly basis just to make sure I'm loose. And so that in conjunction with how I properly warm my body up now, it's been huge. I mean, a tremendous factor. So I would put that as number one, the top thing that I've done to be able to help me um, get my body back on track. You know, and I know that's something that's probably so boring. And you know what? It is. But it's better to be bored in the beginning of your workout than to go in and try to crush it and not be able to move. And then what happens is the next day you're discouraged. And it's like, you know what? I, I don't I don't want to go in. You know, I, I'm, I'm good. Um, and actually, that point segues to number two, um, understanding my body and understanding when I know the very uh, the intensity, dial it up, dial it down, keep it neutral, whatever I need to do. So I talk to a lot of people where they feel like you have the people that get so gung ho on the type of workout. One, they're always looking for something new to try because they say they get bored. Oh, I get bored with lifting weights. I get bored with doing this. I get bored with doing that. Um, And they never really achieve a goal. Um, And mostly because they're always like searching for something new because they're looking for something to give them. They, They think it's this style of workout, which in some cases it could be. But a lot of times they're looking for this intensity rush because it's a lot of things in the Internet age today. It's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of information out there, which I'm not going to knock any or bash anybody's um, method of training or their style. But I'm a proponent to feel like you have to have a core foundation that starts with strength building. Um, building muscle is the foundation to a lot. Weightlifting, in my opinion, resistance training is a key foundation. But a lot of times we live in the era, we, we've been lived in, living in the era for a while where a lot of people think that it's the cardio factor to the point where people try to turn weightlifting into cardio. And with that comes uh, the idea of overly intensifying workouts that shouldn't be overly intense from a cardiovascular standpoint. So when you have people doing, you know, deadlifts for time and it's a high high amount of reps and you're competing with somebody or power cleans and things like that, man, your body is just breaking down. And if you're doing that type of stuff on a regular basis, I mean, I talk to some people where they act like they can't even slow it down just a little bit. So with that, what happens is you you have this high, you have this new workout high, you're going in, you're kicking butt, and you're just thinking, and you're just slaying it. Next thing you know, a month or two in, that you just hit that wall. But what happens is you only associate working out with high intense, extremely high intense workouts to the point where you can't just go in, like your mind and body isn't conditioned to be able to just go in and do something moderate just to go through the motions or work on perfecting a movement it's a lot of people that squat that really aren't good at squatting and they don't want to just put 135 on the bar and just see how low you can get and and get good quality reps because they only see man if i'm not loading this bar with 315 or or trying to hit 400 or trying to make every workout be a pr then i'm not working hard enough and that goes back into the mobility aspect of things you know sometimes things like that overloading your body like that with weight or high amounts of cardio like sometimes that can tear the body down more than just saying like okay this day i'm going to program my workout to where this day i properly build up into a certain amount of intensity let's say monday i'm progressing i just come off of the weekend you know i I had a good time had some drinks had a cheap meal or whatever the case may be whatever style you you work with and you know, so I'm gonna use Monday just to get my body back primed, get to, to get moving. Um, still get a good workout in, but I'm not gonna try to crush myself. And Tuesday, all right, Tuesday I feel good. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, 
those might be good days to just say, like, all right, these are my go-all-in type of days. Maybe even Thursday. Friday, you listen to your body and you see what you need. You may you may have gone so hard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that Friday may just need to be another good light day. Saturday, if you don't rest or recover, you know, I would do something low intensity, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, unless you – depending on what you did Friday, I would say. If you, if you went hard on Friday, maybe use – uh, Saturday is more of an active rest day. And then Sunday, I wouldn't do anything. And though, now granted, these are just basic days. I don't care if your workout week starts on a Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday, whatever. That's just how I'll typically program things. So one thing that helped me with that is I would have three days dedicated to strength building. And I would I will go in, you know, I will make sure I'm, I'm getting the best workout. Um, and then I would have two days where I associate that with, kickboxing and or some type of hit cardio where I really got the heart rate up and and that will take usually about 30 minutes you know half an hour and then I would have another day if I didn't listen to my body depending on how much sleep I got depending on just how the work week was how busy I am with my DJ schedule if I have time let's say if I do work out six days a week it would be a light active type of day so I may focus on you know, building up some lagging muscle groups, or I may focus on getting some light cardio in, or sometimes, which is great, it's a family day. We may, you know, me, my wife, and son may go walk around the park and just get, you know, a, a good fun, let him run around. He's two years old. We'll let him run around. I'll chase after of him. And that way, you know, I'm getting some movement in there. I'm getting some activity in there, but I'm not crushing my body. You know, it's kind of killing two birds with one stone type of deal. So that would be point number two. Just being in tune with my body enough to know, hey, this is how I feel. It's for a reason. Sometimes if I know I hadn't slept and I'm supposed to be crushing squats or going heavy, and I'm not doing that because, one, I'll end up getting sick. You know, if my, my central nervous system is fried, I'll end up getting getting sick, and it's not worth it. I'll put that – I'll flip a day. You know, I'll, I'll do something low intensity uh, that day instead and then plan on doing the, the workout I was supposed to do. You don't have to be set to a routine like that to the point where you can't flip-flop and shift things around. Uh, you got to make sure you get your proper rest. That's something I added to the equation. Got to make sure you get enough sleep. That's something I added to the equation as much as possible. And you got to make sure, again, you just listen to your body. So that's number two. Um, the third, and this is the this is the funnest part to me, is obviously I've been into podcasting a lot lately. And two of my favorite podcasts, and, and so I'll say it in progression. One guy I've been listening to for couple of years now and I don't know any of these guys I do want to do one of his uh this this first gentleman I'm about to mention I want to do his certification hopefully next year um but Joe DeFranco and the Industrial Strength Show oh man I'm telling you I, I get so much information from that he the way I found out about him is that he's uh, the wrestler Triple H that's his strength and conditioning coach his his personal trainer and from there, I just found out he has his own podcast, and it's just an abundance of information that he brings things from a strength and conditioning athletic approach, but he also ties it into real world. So it's not like your normal personal training type hypertrophy style coaching. But from that, he goes a lot into mobility. He talks a lot about proper warm-up. He talks about, and this is the thing, kind of going back to point number two that really hit me, the minimal effective dose. How you can get the most out of your workout, but the minimal amount of time. Like, they brought to, he brought to my attention that it's not always best to be sore. 
sore isn't a great indicator to say that you got a good workout in, especially if it's going to affect your performances for the next two to three days. So I've just gotten so much information from him that I can't even just point to one episode. I can just say he's just been a huge factor. But listening to him about proper warm-up, proper mobility, telling the things that he does for himself and Triple H and a lot of his athletes that he works with has been a huge key for me to put me on the right track to say, not only not only for my own body, but myself as a coach and as a personal trainer. I've gotten, I probably honestly got more information from him than what I have a lot of just professional quote-unquote resources that's supposed to help me specifically with my certification that I do have. Um, the next one, which I found out, from Joe DeFranco because he was a guest on there and they were a guest on his podcast, but Mind Pump. Man, uh, those three gentlemen on there are incredible. It's it's fun, entertaining, but the knowledge that they provide for uh, just overall health and wellness is, is is great. You know, they they have a they're more frequent. So Joe, you're gonna get him every Thursday. Mind Pump, you know, they putting out content like for sometimes four podcasts a week, but they have a, also have a, a, a great team. That's another good thing too, is two different dynamics of production that is helping me when it comes to my own podcast and knowing what things I need to do and, and what style I want to be on and everything like that. But mom pump is more for production. So that lends them to be able to be more frequent with their content and everything as opposed to Joe. He's still so much of a trainer and a coach to the point where he only has time to really give you that one. He does a lot himself and he has his, his uh, editor, his audio editor to be able to help with the uploading process and all that good stuff. Anyway, kind of going off on a tangent, but mom pump has been crucial for helping me kind of like with Joe DeFranco, get my body on the right track. One thing that I've just recently picked up on them that I'm loving is full body training instead of just doing your usual bro split. You know, those those in the weightlifting community know what a bro split is. Chest day, uh, back day, um, leg day, shoulder day, arm day. You know, instead of doing that, doing full body training. And again, they have that same principle that sore is not always good. Sore does not equate muscle building. Sore does not equate proper strength. This is the way we recommend doing it. So listening to those guys, and they they talk about a variety of topics from nutrition to supplementation, from uh, natural lifting, all that good stuff. So again, this information has kind of been like me, like continued education for me. Like, yes, I have my certifications that I do have, but I love here. I'm a I'm a sponge when it comes to knowledge, and and I love hearing things from people who I am a fan of. And the fact that we have these platforms like podcasting that, you know, people are just so gracious to be able to give all this good free information is is, is incredible. So we live in a great time right now. But I would say that those would be my top three things. And again, I'll elaborate a little bit more on some specific things later. I mean, we we're, we're here. We're we're here for a lifetime now for the long term. So I have all the time in the world to be able to break down topics as much as I want. I'm also going to say this, too. Drop drop me a DM or or you know send me a question to my email address gladdenpersonaltraining at gmail dot com. Um, I again put all the the notes in the description, but drop me a question if it's something in particular that you ever want me to touch on either about me. Um, it can be a fitness question. It can be a music question. If you want me to review or give my input on a certain album or or if you know any good music that. Uh, 
you just want to put me on. I'm always looking for great music, and it doesn't have to be hip-hop. You know, it can be whatever. I love music in general. With that being said, I think it's time for what's in my headphones, people, especially since I've been on my grind DJing a whole lot lately. Uh, I've been listening to some, some, some good albums. One that I'm going to highlight in particular is somebody who I am a major fan of. This is probably one of my all-time favorite people. Not necessarily to say favorite rapper of all time, but favorite people when it comes to just their overall style, their longevity, and just, you know, what they mean to the culture of hip-hop. But Snoop, uh, Uncle Snoop Dogg, um, he came out with uh, his album, I Wanted to Thank Me. And the album is great. Like, the album is is solid. It's it, I, I would say it like this. It's not an album where one track stands out over the other. But it's an album where I feel like I can press play, let it ride. I actually did that. It passed my gym test. I, I listened to it, finished it up through the whole entire workout. So it passed the gym test. But the the, the message behind the title, I think, is what did it for me. He was he, he the, the reason why he named it that is because when he was accepting his his star and was giving his acceptance speech, that he ended by saying, "And most." You know, last but not least, I want to thank me. And they asked him about that in the interview. And he said, you know what? I realize I thank everybody else for my success, but I never stopped just to thank myself for the the work that I put in and am continuing to put in. So that was just so symbolic because first and foremost, I always give all praises to God for making me who I am and helping me become a better person who I am. But then from there, you know, a lot of times you always thank everybody else first. And I feel like it's important to pay homage and, and thank people who helped you to get to you are, to where you are and become who you are. My mom, uh, my dad, you know, my 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 family and loved ones, my close friends and everything, uh, mentors. I'm grateful for the, those people, of course. But the one thing you don't do enough, I well, speaking for myself, I don't do enough is I don't stop to just give myself credit for nobody is making me sit down right now and do this podcast nobody is nobody sees the behind the scenes work remember what i said on the first episode greatness is built behind the scenes well a lot of times people don't see that which is the point of it but a lot of times we don't give ourselves the credit for doing that not saying that in a cocky way at all but i think it's okay to say you know what let me thank myself for this and give myself a, 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 a round of applause and a pat on the back for putting this work in. Because meanwhile, you have somebody that's saying they wish they were doing what you were doing, but they don't have the capabilities or the motivation or the drive to just get up and do it. You know, so you got to thank yourself for that. So Uncle Snoop Dogg, thank you for putting out an incredible body of work with a title that was so inspirational to your boy. And, and I'm definitely on my grind, um, and I'm back to it on this podcast thing. So that's all I have for right now. Again, you know, stay tuned, share this bad boy, subscribe, and, and again, if you if you uh, want more great content, have any questions for me, drop me a line, leave me something in the comment, DM me, email me, and I'll be on to it. Until then, peeps, stay blessed. Enjoy. <laughs>